0: Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen.
1: Hello builders. It is great to have you listening to the Build Your Success Podcast today. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, we are grateful to have you as a listener. Here at the Build Your Success podcast, we like to build you so you can build others. We do that with our speaking, coaching, and training in our special events. We also do that through this podcast with special guests. Grateful today to have Vivian Blade on the podcast. Vivian is a recognized leadership expert and thought leader working with the world's top brands, to equip leaders with the resilience that inspires teams to recover quickly in the face of ongoing disruption and thrive in spite of insurmountable odds. Her impact is felt as a frequent speaker of association conferences and in delivering transformative leadership development programs, executive coaching, and consulting for corporations. And Vivian has recently been named one of Engagedly's Top 100 HR Influences for 2021. Welcome to the podcast today, Vivian.
2: Hi, thank you, Brian. Thanks so much for having me.
1: It is great to have you here. You came recommended by our friend Aaron Urban. Erin was a guest on episode 91. She talked about small changes lead to significant success. I would encourage the listeners to go out, listen to that podcast. Erin dropped some great nuggets on us. And I am sure based on her recommendation, Vivian's going to do the same for us today. So Vivian, we'll get started with our signature question here. What does leadership and being a leader mean to Vivian blade?
2: That's such an important question, Brian. And, you know, one that I think we really have to search deep down inside and, and, and and search inside our hearts about, because there are so many examples around us of leadership. And what I think we really have to take to heart is the fact that leadership is not about ourselves. It really is about other people. I do a lot of work in the space of servant leadership and working with organizations, developing servant leaders. And what servant leadership principles helps to remind us is that our job is really to invest in others helping them to be the best that they can be and and helping people to make meaningful contributions to their organizations we're in a unique position as leaders to inspire that and i think that really is a privilege that um that we have and shouldn't take for granted and again make sure our sights are set not not on ourselves and and um uplifting ourselves as leader but what can we do to really serve and to help empower others
1: you know that is great i've I've heard a lot about empowerment every time i've asked that question i've heard a lot about um being a servant leader but the privilege side of that I, i like that that's kind of a signature thing that you've brought to our podcast is that it is a privilege to inspire others. So I, I, I like that. I I like the fact that you you counted a privilege to serve others and and to be a leader. That's wonderful. So you, you talk about teams developing the resilience they need uh, through uncertain times. So tell us how you help teams develop that resilience and use it uh, to propel forward.
2: Um resilience really begins on an individual and a personal level and as we as leaders if we're going to try to inspire resilience within our organizations we really have to um, make sure that that we're we're doing things to help to boost our own resilience and also know that it's it's a journey that we don't have to be perfect perfection is not our goal as one of the leaders that i interviewed for the resilience ready book she reminds us and one of her quotes that i like to use that perfection is not the goal but really a journey to be able to to thrive and um so we work a lot on just what these principles are around resilience What are some of the ways that you can build and and boost your personal resilience? And then what in particular can you do as a leader to help your team to both build personal resilience within the individuals on your team, working one-on-one with people, as well as pull that collective energy together to build team and organizational resilience? So I do that through, um, I've just finished a lunch and learn series with an organization, uh, leadership development training, um, coaching as well, one-on-one, writing and, and interviews such as the one, the discussion that we're having today.
1: That is wonderful. And, and this whole resilience piece, you know, it's come to the forefront. It's, it's a time-tested principle, resilience is. But it's come to the forefront during the last 18 months. We've faced this COVID crisis in our world. And you know, I heard an HR professional talk about how they're getting uh, wearied by this whole thing. You know, they've had to move people around, make them help them work from home, answer the questions about what you're supposed to do in these times. And, and, and these HR professionals are experiencing similar, uh, you know, trials and tribulations that maybe the frontline workers are in the, in the hospitals. So tell us how... You know, this in these days and times, how can we take this resilience and really use it as a tool to be better understanding with our employees?
2: You know, with with one of the the principles um, that are part of the resilience ready principles, one of its partnership and what I encourage people to do around partnership is to practice empathy. So one of the ways that we can connect with the employees on the front line and really appreciate what they're going through is now we have been to what you just described. We have been right in their shoes with their own challenges and struggles with managing even if you're an HR professional or a leader, managing your own life and work and day to day challenges just as your employees have been. So I think we're in a position maybe to put ourselves in other people's shoes almost better than other times, uh, maybe even in our lives and in our professional lives. So if we do that, and really practice empathy and connect to what other people are going through, being able to respect that. and. If we are in positions to be a support, that partnership word and and principle really comes up here um, and is really so important because we can make sure that we are helping other people through this time, checking in, connecting, reaching out to understand the struggles that people are having, what they're going through, and how can we both from a personal standpoint and an organizational standpoint, provide a listening ear, um, provide resources, make sure that our employees are aware of the resources that are available to them, Um, and make sure that we have all the mental health, we have all the other type of support services that people need to get through times such as as this. I know we're all exhausted. We thought that we were coming out of, of COVID And here we are, again, back in the thick of things. Some of the clients that I work with were getting ready to go back to work, um, looking at how to bring employees back to the workplace, mostly starting in September. Those plans have been pushed back, and, and we're faced with a lot of uncertainty again. So I think we have to think about what are our employees going through with all of this shift? again, facing a lot of uncertainty again. So what are they going through? And how can we make sure that we help to make um, a transition back to uh, being at home for a longer period of time as effective and as positive as we possibly can? So I I think that empathy will go a long way in in helping folks.
1: I think so too, And, and I know that you know, we were talking about moving to a hybrid workforce. And, and as you alluded to, we're, we're li- really looking at going back to working from home again. And when you start mm-hmm. to think about, you know, at, at the office, we've got set places for the printer, for the coffee machine, for all the things that is just in your work environment that you may not have at home. And now you've mm-hmm. got to, you know, basically repurpose your home to be your workspace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your family's intertwined in that and they've got to give up some space for that. And it's just, it's just very Mm -hmm. trying times. And I think leaders can set an example by modeling, you know, how to do it, as you alluded to giving them access to some of the tools and things they have that'll just make life easier for them. I also Mm -hmm. think providing clarity around what the workday looks like. I I heard one study that Mm. people are trading their commute where they used to drive 30, 45 minutes to work and 30 to 45 minutes home. And they worked an eight hour day. Now they're working a 10 or 11 hour day because they traded that commute because they, they get up at the same time. We're creatures of habit. Yeah. But, but maybe encourage your employees. Hey, we only, we only need the eight hours work the eight hours and be productive in the eight hours.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by build consulting services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict? reduce employee turnover and increase your productivity if you're ready to put brian to work for your company give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net now back to today's episode
2: yeah and and helping to set those boundaries, um, I was listening to I think a um, a show on NPR the other day, and there was a psychiatrist who was talking about helping people with the burnout and the overwhelm. And she talked about helping people to set boundaries, setting boundaries for yourself. And part of that was with your work day. So as we as as leaders and and managers and HR professionals, I love your suggestion, Brian, in saying, you know, we've got this eight hour window of time. We know that you've got other things or we've got uh, use the flexibility that you need within your day to meet these objectives. And we have to be clear on what our expectations are and, and what we need for our team members to do so that they can get that done and you know, check the boxes, you know if you will, so that they know I do have some flexibility. I can get some of these other things, manage my, my children's school from home uh, work as well as my own work. But I can do that within a time frame that provides some flexibility, and that really helps to take a lot of the stress off of people. But you know, clarity of expectations, clarity of you know, here's what need to be done and when that needs to be done by, giving people a, a deadline, and again, the empathy and some flexibility around that and how the work gets done. I think all of those are are very important.
1: Yeah, that, that is, that is wonderful. That, that's just great. You know, in your application here, you talked about your experiences as a leader at GE and I know a lot of people recognize GE. It's a huge corporation and, and, and you discovered key principles and steps to building resilience. Tell us about some of those steps you discovered and, and maybe how you discovered them. What well, you know, what, what left that as an imprint in your life?
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I- Resilience Ready, when I wrote that uh, really last year with the pandemic in mind and and helping leaders and organizations and professionals get through times of crisis, um, I I wrote that with a, a very specific emphasis emphasis on really a couple of dynamics around prices. One, things like the pandemic, huge things out of our control, things that don't necessarily come around quite as often, but we have to manage, they catch us by surprise. But then I think most critical and the most at risk for us are the day-to-day operational challenges that come up in our work. So for example, for me, Uh, I I can recall a number of times, I'll I'll talk about the times I was a product manager and I was the portfolio leader for niche cooking products and I worked with different manufacturers from around the world who built products for us. We did a lot of the design, co-design work, uh, manufacturing process work, uh, but they actually built the, the products for us and shipped them to us. And so many many times, when you've got manufacturing that's out of your control on a day to day basis, and we had weather issues, we had freight issues. So you know, I was working with with um, uh, manufacturers from Asia or Italy, and so sometimes just getting shipments here. Um, customs issues, when your, your shipment is at the border and, and you've got to meet customer orders and things are delayed in getting where they need to be on time, um, problems that come up just in the manufacturing process in plants that we had that were more local or, or U.S. based. So really knowing how to deal with all of those things that come up how you not only know how to go through the crisis checklist of operational aspects, but more importantly, are the human capital pieces of that. What about the people? How do we work with and deal with the the stress and the strain and the fear that comes about from Uh, all of these changes and all of these things that come up on a day-to-day basis, how do our people feel? How does that impact them? What are we doing to really support them? So around that, resilience from a servant leadership perspective is built around five key principles. And those five principles are starting with your perspective. you got to start with a a positive perspective mindset and really uh, fuel more positive energy. The second principle is your purpose, having something meaningful to do and connecting your team members to meaningful work. Third is perseverance, and that's not about just you know, going full steam ahead, but it's also about creating the environment to be able to persevere and to do good work and to be able to fulfill the purpose. So a lot of that is about taking care of yourself and taking care of others. And then the fourth principle is partnership. And partnership is about how we connect and come together, how we reach out for support services that we need within our own community when we are having our own crises, as well as making sure that we're connecting and supporting our team members. And then praise is the fifth resilience-ready principle and praise is important because first of all we've got to love and respect ourselves and give ourselves some grace sometimes when things don't go perfectly and certainly in a in a crisis or when we're facing change things are not going to go perfectly all the time and then make sure that we are recognizing Our team members, the people who work for us are supporting us, who are getting us through all of these tough times, who are taking care of our customers. So that praise is giving those pats on the back, uh, recognizing the both the effort that it's taking to get through the crisis and the change and the challenges that we face, as well as the progress that we're making as we move through the challenges. So those are the five key principles. And in a nutshell, how how we as leaders can really come together uh, as servant leaders to support our teams and uh, really help us all uh, get to a, a, a place where we can not only survive through a crisis, but we can thrive through it.
1: That is wonderful. I love those five principles. I really like the fact you talk about praise during the process, because Mm. I think too often some leaders, we wait until the, until the goals met to give the praise. I'm holding back the praise until we've met our objectives. However, if we're on course and we're making meeting milestones, Now's a great time to give that pat on the back. Hey, we're on track. This is the way we're going. Or, Hey, if you want to hold people accountable and say, Hey, we're off track a little bit. This is how we get back on course. I think that's a great way to, to use that uh, principle. It's a great, it's a great, those five principles are wonderful. You talked about human capital in that response, and this will be our last mm-hmm. question. We'll get close, but you talked about human capital and I know, you know, you come from a manufacturing background. I come from a manufacturing construction background, Corporations invest a lot of money in equipment, in tools and in equipment. And, you know, too often some corporations miss the ball on this human capital investing in training and development of their team. So so tell us how you've seen that work well uh, in the past and encourage our listeners that, you know, hey, find time for this investment in human capital.
2: Mm hmm. Now, I'll I'll use, Brian, the example of the company that I have just worked with with this lunch and learn series on resilience and what we were doing, we were working with actually all different types of employees. So individual contributors, leaders, managers were part of this this group and we were really working on individual resilience or helping people to manage the the, the burnout and the frustration and the fear and, and manage through the uncertainty, the overwhelm the the chaos that has been going on. So the investment in we, we did one hour a week for four weeks to talk about first we talked about fear secondly we talked about the stages of internal crisis response and and how we can move to thriving by using you know five key key ways uh, basic steps to help boost personal resilience and and response that came from that was you know this was right on time this was just what i needed this is these are our practical Uh, ways that that I can on a day to day basis, work on uh, managing the stress that comes my way on I can also use these to help my team or, or, or other people, someone commented, these are things that I can also use in my personal and my professional life. So we underestimate what needs people have oftentimes we really can't see and we don't know what people are going through Um, but sometimes we see that in lost productivity and turnover as people don't leave companies for oftentimes because of the work but it's because of the the manager and the support they have or don't have both in getting their day-to-day work done and feeling heard and feeling valued and in having opportunities to move forward in their career. So uh, investing in in leaders to help them to know how to help their team members is one of the most important investments you can make and one of the most important assets that you have in your organization. If we don't have the people to do our work, to fulfill our purpose, to take care of customers, then we, we don't exist. Uh, as an organization so critically important brian
1: it, it sure is and, and i would just encourage those that are listening if you have a team of people you, you you manage a business those remote workers one way to engage them is through training you know hire hire a coach hire a speaker do someone that can help them and engage them don't say well we're, we're working remotely that we don't need to come together absolutely you, you use these virtual tools and and invest in your team Thanks so much for that, Vivian. It's wonderful. I'm going to, for those that are watching this on YouTube, I'm going to bring up Vivian's website for if you're listening on the uh, podcast. It's VivianBlade.com. We'll include that on the show notes, but tell the listeners what they can find at VivianBlade.com.
2: At VivianBlade.com, you'll find access to lots of articles and resources that will help you with both your resilience as well as career development uh, with leadership uh, all of that you'll find there, more information about ways I can support you as your challenged with employee turnover right now and retention with uh, the stress and frustration, lost productivity, all of those challenges that I know many organizations are facing today. And Brian, I also want to encourage your listeners and viewers to go to resilienceready.today. ResilienceReady.today, because there you'll find some specific resources and even an assessment that you can take that will help you to understand where you are on your journey toward thriving and in resources that can help you individually and as a leader boost resilience and, um, you know, again, get getting to that point of being able to thrive.
1: That is great. And for the listeners, we'll include the resilience ready dot today in the show notes as well. So I know some of you drive while you're listening to this, but we want to make sure you're able to find these resources that Vivian has offered to us today. That is wonderful. I want to thank you for listening to the Build Your Success podcast today. You know, we are grateful to have you as a listener. Do me a favor. Go over to what platform you're listening to this on. Leave us an honest rating and review. We would greatly appreciate that. Visit our website, buildcs.net. Check out our events in October I have the Live to Lead event coming up. I want everyone that can join us virtually if you're worldwide. If you're here in Central Florida, you can come in person in Lakeland. So check that out at our website. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Remember to build yourself and then build others.
0: Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.